Hello, this is Christina of Lacuna Coil, and you're listening to Metal and High Heels Podcast. You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hey, this is Pia, and this is episode number 17 of the Metal and High Heels Podcast. And this is Kiki, and we are your hosts on the Metal and High Heels podcast. Thank you for joining us. Show notes with links to everything we mentioned during the show are on metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast17. Yeah, and uh, tweet at us while listening to this episode, mentioning us, of course, at Metal High Heels. And stay tuned, uh, I mean, subscribe, of course, to our podcast, because coming up in February, we will have Marcella Bovio um, as a guest on our podcast to talk about her music recommendations, the playlists uh, she often has on Spotify, and her many, many projects uh, that she's doing right now. If you'd like to ask her something, you can tweet at us, message us, um, however you want, until February 7th. And we have a very new feature right now. Yep, you can send us a voice message and we will play that voice message in our podcast. So you can also have a kind of your own interview with Marcella when you just record your question and send it to us. And then she'll answer directly to your voice message. Yeah, and for that, you just have to uh, look up Metal and High Heels on the Facebook Messenger app, tap the plus sign and then choose voice message and start recording something for us to play here. That will be super fun to do. So um, yeah, send us some voice messages. So the topic of this episode is music business. But before we start with that, I have to mention something um, very embarrassing for me. What? Because (laughs) um, on my uh, year 2017 um, review, whatever, Uh I forgot to mention the album of one of my really, really favorite bands. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot it because I just thought it is so obvious and so clear and everybody loves this album that I don't have to mention it. But yes, Eskimo Callboy um, had a new album called The Scene. And it's Ooh. great. I love it. Uh, plus, I just um, found out that they play at a festival in Leipzig, at the Impericon Festival, together with We Came as Romans. So what? It's not. <laughs> it's Your not the dream same. Like no, it's not. It's not my dream. My dream was the Sound of Fury with We Came as Romans, but it's also very, very good. So I'll be there. That sounds good. That sounds great. And uh, yeah, I think Eskimo Cowboy is a good topic for to a good segue to go um, over to our topic of today, music business, because I think I already talked about this on our last. Um, mm-hmm. A podcast episode I am holding right now in my hands Eskimo Callboy's um, vape flavor liquid thingy e-cigarette whatever it's called in English uh, and it's called Mac Thunder it has um, the logo of the of the band is it the, the album, album artwork it's yeah the, the album, album artwork, artwork exactly uh, very nicely things. printed yes in different colors for the different uh, aromas or flavors and um, 
yeah, it of course has all the indications in the back, how you mi mi mix it, because you have to, of course, add nicotine to the thing and everything. And uh, then, of course, uh, written big uh, is their URL and their Facebook uh, page. And this, people, is very good branding. This is very good um merch and marketing stuff and and uh, as i said on the last episode i think this is something that's gonna come up some more and um it's something that um it's a new revenue stream for bands and that's uh i think one of the most important things to accept and to know for bands nowadays that you don't uh, earn money only from selling uh records anymore you have to have different sources of income. Yep, and merchandise is a very good way to earn some money because um, when you go on tour, you have so many costs yeah. that I don't know if you really get a lot of money out of it just from the ticket sales. Mm -hmm. And that's something um, you and Steffi had a chat with Georg from Serenity. Yeah, um, you talked about that a lot, and I found that really, really interesting because um, he also told us, for example, how much a nightliner costs. Let's listen to um, Georg's wisdom. <laughs> What do you think this nightliner costs a day? Oh, I don't want to know. <laughs> What do you think? Yeah, almost thousand. Yeah, a day. Thousand euros a day, and it doesn't matter <laughs> if it's staying somewhere or if it's driving yeah that was something that uh, really struck us really hit us hard i mean uh steffi and i were sitting there with him in his uh in serenity's tour bus that they were sharing with seller darling uh, because delane of course had their own even bigger uh, mm. tour bus and um Georg was of course super nice gave us a tour showed us the bus um And it did look kind of, you know, not like super luxurious, luxurious but it was nice. Mm -hmm. And um, $1,000 a day was like, wow. And there were 12 people living in that bus? At least. Yeah, so it's almost 100 euro per person per day. Yeah. And of course, you have to have something comfortable because you really spend a lot of time in that bus. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and he also told you what the band earned um, from Spotify, and that wasn't much at all. And you had an interview with Mike DePont lately. Uh, he said kind of the same thing. Um, he gave an example of a very famous pop song and he said that um, one of the authors of the song one of the composers mm -hmm. earned five or six thousand euros yeah. and um, I don't know 20 years ago he would be millionaire if he would have yeah. written that song back then with the um, in the 80s with the music yeah. business back there back then mm -hmm. yes That was also very, um, very weird. And it's, of course, the main 
the main argument that we hear right now against uh, Spotify, not only Spotify, music streaming um, in general, mm. that the musicians or, or the composers, the authors, uh, uh, don't really get that much money. On that discussion, though, if we want to talk about streaming for a, for a moment, um, I want to I, I like to play devil's advocate um, on that and defend streaming services a little because um, first of all because I personally find them cool I mean just the 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 for the 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 thing you know the possibility to have um, or the privilege because it is a privilege to have like almost all of the music out there that ever that has ever existed you know yeah. uh, at I your fingertips it's amazing to put music on my mp3 player or something i don't have to think about oh what music do i Save want to it. listen to today yeah or yeah or or count your your um saving space your hardware space mm. more or less right so um that is 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 an amazing thing for me i use it i have a premium account i pay for it i gladly pay for it and um Uh, so yeah, it's something that I that I perso personally enjoy very much. And the other thing is that you know what's the alternative, you know? Mm. Because if you think realistically, and I'm a very idealist and, and optimistic person, but when you think really realistically, if we go out of of the streaming services, you know, if 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 a band says, dude. Uh, Spotify doesn't pay us a thing, so we're gonna pull out of there. It's not like your fans are gonna say, "Oh my God, you're not on on streaming services." Now I'm going to fucking buy that album because how am I gonna get it? Because mm -hmm. be before there were streaming services, torrent um, thingies were all over the place. Everything was piracy. We still got the got all the music for free. Yes, everybody was downloading illegally. So exactly. And then you didn't get anything at all hmm. from from those fans. So I think it's about uh, that kind of uh, that kind of uh, of of real realization, you know, that there is no alternative right now. So you have to just advance and 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 um, develop your marketing strategies with what's what's real right now and what's real right now it's of course i'm not saying uh, forget the album or or forget the the physical stuff because there are a lot of people that still uh, buy and collect vinyl um i still buy cds and um i mean of my few favorite bands but i still buy the cd and then i still listen to them on spotify so that they will get my streams mm -hmm. you know so um, I, I, I love the artwork. I like to have something in my hands that I can relate. All the visuals uh, are, are amazing, um, etc. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like you should encourage instead of uh, complaining all the time about streaming services, you should encourage your fans to also buy the album and to uh, support you with a lot of uh, with many other channels and many other many other sources of income that should also be present because if you want to earn money through music you have to see it as as a, as a yeah as a business and and think outside the box that's the important thing um you just because you're listening to it on spotify that doesn't keep you away from buying the album or different mm -hmm. stuff um when you 
save the money from buying the album, which is about 10, 12, 15 euros, and you mm -hmm. go to a show or whatever, then you can invest this money into a T-shirt. And if you're yeah. running around with a T-shirt, then um, you're advertising for promoting the band. Yeah. You're promoting the band, the band, and that's even better than someone who buys the CD. Yeah. So the first thing about the whole streaming thing is, of course, and that's exactly, that's what I wanted to say about what uh, Mike Lepont said. Um, he talked about, uh, I think that's the, the name of the song, right? I'm all about, about that bass. Yeah, I think so. And, yeah, and, um, I mean, pop music has a lot of authors, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, if you... If you writing the it's song. not always exactly it's like a, a Katy Perry song or a Kesha song it's not her music she didn't compose all the music and it's not only her um, rights so um, she has to split split it with all the composers etc but in metal that's I think that's a little bit different and um, still there is a lot of people because of course they're, they're, the band is also um, bigger but um, But I guess it works a little different. And uh, actually, there apparently on the on the internet there are um, royalty cal calculators. So uh, if you Google uh, Spotify royalty calculator, um, you can find uh, you can put in for how many millions of of streams, how much money they would send. And I I did that experiment. I looked up a band. I'm not gonna say who, and they had. Um, seven million seven point four million of streams um for their top ten songs and that was about thirty thousand dollars and um i mean that's of course something that's uh, a figure that's right now and um it was only uh, for me to get an idea more or less of how of how many millions of streams you need to To get a couple of cents and that's true because it's it is a fairly low amount mm. um but yeah that's something that uh, metal musicians at least don't have to split that many ways and as i said it it shouldn't be the only source of income so uh, we shouldn't just focus on that by the way all about that bass is a song by megan trainer oh it's yeah by megan mm-hmm Mm, yes, um, you just said that there are more musicians in a metal band, but I think, um, of course, you have very, you have a lot of solo musicians in the pop music business. But they, when they record an album, they also need a band to record, so they also have to oh, yeah, share the money with them. Um, and metal music doesn't have so many listeners. So, as Georg also said in the interview, there were, I don't know how many thousand um, album streams on Spotify, and they got, I don't know, 40 euros out of it. Mm -hmm. I think he said, um, well, yeah, we can have a pizza today, and nobody has to pay for it, because we can pay it from the <laughs> Spotify money. <laughs> yeah, Spotify sponsored a pizza, more or less. Yes, yeah, maybe they true. should combine businesses. <laughs> Do you want <laughs> or do you want a family pizza for your whole band? 
<laughs> yeah, people pay <laughs> pay your favorite band a pizza. Um, yeah, that's true. And I mean, that was also <laughs> that's that's actually kind of a thing, you know. Um, for Twitch streamers, there's a there was a platform on the internet uh, where you could send your your favorite streamer food. Really? Instead food? of you know donate, yeah. Instead of instead of donate money on their PayPal account or something, you could uh, you could have something. Uh, yeah, you can you could have food delivered, food delivered to their door. Cool. That was super funny. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's still alive, but uh, yeah, streaming is cool. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, Serendipity is, is also um, not that big of a, of a band, so um, you have to take that in mind as well. But they they played in Etwacken, and Georg mentioned one of his students who asked him about that, and that's the next quote. I mean, you know, I don't want to complain about it, just to explain it. Yeah, yeah. Because, for example, just to give you uh, also a very nice example, at home, at the university, you know, a student came to me after a lesson from myself, and uh, he said, Herr Professor, could it be that I've seen you playing at Wacken? <laughs> then I said, yes. And then he was really like, and what are you doing here right now? Because for him it was clear, playing as a, pair, uh, as a band in Wacken means famous, rock star, enough money. Oh, how naive. So, yeah. But for him it was really clear. So, um, it's, something that also happens with us metal journalists because most of us are working without getting any money. The mm -hmm. only thing we get is um, albums for free, which isn't that big reason to do it anymore because um, very often I get an album a week before the release and when it's released, it's also yeah. on Spotify. So where's the point? Exactly. That's not an advantage anymore. Um, and we yeah. we are on the guest list for a concert so that we don't have to pay the tickets. And that's all we get, or for many of us, it's all we get. Um, mm -hmm. And for the photographers, it is another thing. Um, they have to pay their cameras, and most of them have yeah. very, very expensive cameras. Um, and there are a lot of people in the first rows who think that there is a big company who uh, paid for the camera, for the equipment, for everything. Yeah. And sometimes it also happens that um, they not really try to destroy the camera, but they are very, um, they throw beer around or something. They don't really care about the photographers. and um, They aren't very the, considerate, yeah. Yeah. And that's something that really has to change, and I hope it will. But it won't if people keep on thinking that the metal journalists and the photographers earn money with what they do. Mm -hmm. The other, uh, or it's the other way around. They pay a lot of money to do that. Most of them. We do when we go to festivals, also for example. The yes, how ticket much money may be free, but you still have to go there mm -hmm. and eat there. <laughs> <laughs> travel yeah. maybe you need a hotel or i don't know yeah when yeah yeah, yeah. so yes we do this for the love of music <laughs> <laughs> yes and for you our listeners we love you we love you <laughs> <laughs> yeah but 
what I've been thinking these days is, um, and I and I was uh, just telling you um, before we started recording that I was listening to uh, another podcast that's called um, the DIY Musician Podcast. That's from CD Baby, and um, it's a very cool. It's very very informative. It gives you a lot of insights in the music business. They had a very interesting episode about the myths uh, of, of music streaming, uh, streaming, and they talked about uh, uh, Spotify and Apple Music and everything. And um, and they are also they also give you a lot of ideas of um, how to earn more money as as an artist. And one thing that they said was uh, was uh, I found very important that musicians should be on the in the least least expected places because you don't only you shouldn't only be like everywhere you know like uh, you have to put out a record and it has to be in all of the streaming services it has to be on the internet you have to be um people should be able to find you easily on the internet so you have to have a good website you have to be on all social media blah 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 and you should also do um Things that people don't expect and and put that like on social media. Like going on MySpace. Going back to MySpace, for example, <laughs> sure. Or doing, I don't know, they, they gave an example for something like um, doing a, a free show on... Um, Uh, that was apparently um, popular with the Beatles and and in oh. the in the past. No, no, they were talking about rooftops. Yeah, like oh. you know, on on a roof and and uh, you know, somewhere public, somewhere free, where but uh, that not many people know about it, and it's kind of a secret, a spontaneous show, whatever, or some kind of exclusive show. I was thinking it would be super cool. I don't know. Um, if a band would tour on a on a very small venue um, on on tours of very small pubs, you know, like the pub around the corner from where I live, where they um, the guy told us there there can only be like eighty people there, and then it's really 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 crowded, you know. That's what but but he has live acts now and then, and mm. yeah, exactly. And then you can you can you can um, you can sell a lot of tickets and and even super expensive because people will want to be there and, and more or less breathe the same air you breathe because they are one centimeter from your face because it's so full. Mm. Timo Borgi did it years ago. Um, they they played a, a tour at very big venues with thousands of people and then they did a tour in really small clubs and there were only, I don't know, 50 people coming to the show and they said it was um, both of These tours were really cool experiences because um, when there are many people, it's impressive. And when you mm -hmm. play in front of very few people, you know that there are only the diehard fans coming. Yeah. And it's also very intimate and you get to talk to everybody after. And it, it it's probably super cool to do, to do something like that. Mm -hmm. So... Um, Be where people don't expect you. Have a, a, a full range of merch products that aren't the same band t-shirt. You know, because how many how many band t-shirts can a metalhead have? You know, I own mm. none, but uh, <laughs> I'm the exception. Um, 
So do something else. Do a beanie, a keychain, a, a, a mug for you, for people's coffee because you know metalheads drink coffee. A lot of them <laughs> black, like our souls. <laughs> Another thing that came to my mind while we were talk talking was um, here in Germany there was the idea of every household pays a fee. Like uh, we are paying for our TV for the public channels, you have to pay 17 euros and a bit or almost 18 euros. Um, and they thought about um, doing a kind of culture fee that you pay 50 euros per household per month. And then you can mm -hmm. use everything. You can listen to every song you want. You can stream every movie you want so that you can use all the media in the world just by paying this fee of Perfect. 50 euros and um you you just you pay something that's what i think is important that i also really love to pay 10 euros per month for spotify because it's totally worth mm -hmm. it yeah and because it's also a thing of um um of culturally and and as a society to learn that it's something that's worth money Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that when the internet came about, we just got got very spoiled. We had everything for free and nobody said it, nobody complained because everything was free. And then uh, people started to get lawsuits because they were streaming uh, movies uh, or sharing movies on, on torrent uh, thingies and, and stuff like that. Uh, but... With music, that never really happened. And so we just stay used to having music for free. And that that was something that devalued music a lot. And and more than the music itself, it devalued, devalued the profession of, of a musician. Yeah. As a musician, you learn a lot. You invest in, 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 in learning to play an instrument, to sing, etc. You, you, as, we, as we heard um, Georg say, they, uh, musicians pay for going on tour. Mm -hmm. And um, and then it's you know they have their day jobs. Then they take time off from that, like like vacation to go on tour, paying for the for the tour bus and 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 upfront for merch or whatever. And mm -hmm. then you know it's like we have to go back to to appreciating what musicians do. Yes, and with all. With all these tools, you'll never be able to have a full-time job. Yeah. So you, you even earn less money than other people with a full-time job because you can only work part-time because otherwise you can never mm -hmm. be able to go on a tour for for many, many weeks or months or whatever. You need a lot of free time yeah. for that. Yeah. Yes. So I think like as, as, as a society, we all just have to learn as fans, we should appreciate them more. Uh, be more willing to pay for for their hard work mm. and um, musicians should also uh, think long and hard that uh, music is actually a business so they should treat it as it as that um, invest also in 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 marketing um, in thinking of more creative ways to earn money with that and and to be there uh, you know for the fans to be able to find you And, and, and pay for your stuff. So I think this is a good point to, um, to include the last quote we have from Georg. 
buy the albums uh, and come to the shows. This is the most important thing. Although I know that it's very tricky because there are so many bands touring right now. Because even the big ones, they have to tour all the time to make a living out of it. Because when you're on tour, at least you don't have to pay uh, your costs for eating stuff, you know, for, uh, and you don't have to pay um, normally for other things like, I don't know, you know, we get, when we ask kindly, we get also some alcohol to drink or whatever, if we want that. Um, yeah, your daily costs are low and this makes it easier to live on the road. So, guys, buy the album of your favorite bands. After that, listen to them on Spotify still. <laughs> Pay for Spotify. <laughs> Invest all your money in music. <laughs> And, of course, subscribe to this podcast because this podcast is for free for now. <laughs> still. <laughs> But when we have something to sell you, you will also buy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope. But until then, don't forget to subscribe to the Metal and High Heels podcast. We're on iTunes, on and, and on and on a lot everywhere. of other podcatchers. Yes, we're everywhere, and you can find links uh, to everything we talked about today, or at least a few links, probably, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for our recommendations on metal-and-highheels.com/podcast17. One seven. You can also follow us on Twitter at Metal High Heels, on Instagram at Metal and High Heels. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel because there you can find the interview with Mike LePont. Um, and please like our Facebook page. Yes, and while you're at it, uh, send us a short voice message on Facebook to have your voice played on the show. For example, with a question to Marcela Bobbio, who is coming as a podcast guest in February. Your questions, you can message us until February 7th. Big thanks to Kristen Renovel for our awesome jingle that's based on the song Storm by her band Mercy Eye. And also thanks to Christina Scavio for the intro. See you next time. Goodbye.